0: Good morning, we are so glad that you are here today because today we're using our morning to celebrate our, our seniors, to congratulate their families, because they've made it through to this point, and, uh, and we're going to spend some time recognizing them and praying over them uh, in a little while. But first, I'm, I'm curious, do you, do you ever wonder about the origin of words or phrases because sometimes when those few moments that I maybe don't have anything to do, I'll sit there and I just, I just wonder, and so I'll, I'll pull up my phone. The phones are so great that you can just pull it up. And I'll look up, what, where did this word come from? Where did this phrase come from? And, and I realize that there's always, there's always debate on, well, that's really true, that word came from there, or not. But it's still very interesting. And so this morning, I thought I would spend some time and bore you, I mean, uh, enlighten you, I would enlighten you on some of these words uh, today. So, the word—make sure my click here. There we go. The word "mortgage" comes from the French, meaning "death contract" or "death <laughs> pledge." So, if you've ever si- you feel like you're signing your life away when you sign fifty papers, right? Um, that's interesting. The word "album" comes from the Latin for "white." and used to refer to a blank tablet, which is pretty cool when you think about the Beatles' White Album. Okay, wow, that didn't... Thank you. (laughs) Um, The word oxymoron is from the Greek words for sharp and dull. So the word itself is an oxymoron. The word bully comes from the Dutch for brother, which kind of makes sense when you think about that, right? Um, and it originally was a term of endearment, and so things have kind of changed now. Um, uh, the word quarantine, the word, we are very familiar with this word now, aren't we? Um, comes from the Latin for 40, and originally referred to Jesus' 40 days in the desert. Then later it came to mean the length of time that widows were allowed to stay in the house of their deceased husband. That's an interesting law. And then later, a medical quarantine for ships that they had to stay in the, in the harbor because they were feared to have the plague. Uh, you probably know this one, to, to bite the bullet. Comes from when doctors were short on anesthesia or they were in the battlefield and they had to ask a patient to bite down on a bullet to distract from the pain. You may have heard of that one. That, that one makes sense. This one, to butter someone up comes from a customary religious act in ancient India, and the, the devout would throw butterballs at the statues of their gods to seek favor and forgiveness. I don't get that one. I don't understand that. But it, does, it still carries over to butter someone up. To bury the hatchet seems to date back to the early times of, of North America where the Puritans were maybe in conflict with the Native Americans, And so when negotiating peace, the Native Americans would bury all their their tomahawks, their hatchets, their knives, their clubs in the ground. So the weapons were literally buried and inaccessible, at least for a little while, during this peace talk. The origin of don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, I'm sure you've heard this one. Um, Supposedly in the early 1500s, people rarely bathed. And when they did, they just shared the same tub and same, same bunch of water. And so the adult males would start, and then it would be the adult females, and eventually get down to the baby, got the last of it, and the water is just filthy and gross and nasty. And so the, the poor mothers had to take extra care that the baby didn't get thrown out when you dumped that water out. Um, last one, to, to have a green thumb. Uh, one theory, like I said, there's always, there's a lot of theories out there, right? So one theory uh, is that it comes from the fact that algae growing on the outside of these earthenware pots will stain your thumb and your fingers because you're, you're constantly handling those pots. And so someone who has, who's been working with flower pots has a green thumb. I thought that was pretty interesting. The, this time of, of year, flowers are in bloom, things are getting greener, and Based on what my allergies are telling me, uh, spring has sprung, right? And I don't know if you consider yourself to have a green thumb or not, but it's safe to say that we all know what, things, what, what plants need in order to grow. Things like sunshine and water and nutrients, and, and oftentimes it requires action and, and attention on our part. And, and so it's no wonder that we find plant analogies in the Bible, used to, to speak to our own spiritual growth and development. And in, in order for our relationship with the Lord to grow, it, it requires action, it requires care, attention. These are essential things for a relationship to grow. And as we mature and get older, that responsibility no longer falls on our parents' shoulders, but it's it's ours. And so it's our responsibility and, and ours alone to be sure that we are the ones working on that solid relationship with our Heavenly Father. So this morning, as we want to encourage and bless our our graduates, let's take note of some things that that all of us, young and old, need to be doing if we truly want to be growing spiritually. So we're going to turn to Philippians chapter 3 this morning as we read our, our verse. I want to know Christ yes to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead not that i have already obtained all this or have already attained arrived at my goal but i press on to take hold of that for which christ jesus took hold of me brothers and sisters i do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead i press on toward the goal To win the prize for for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Here we see Paul gives us some key components to nurturing spiritual growth. And the first is this growing spiritually needs to be our desire. We go back to the very first part of that verse. And what does he say? He says, I want to know Christ. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to participate in his sufferings. I want to know what that is. I want to become like him in death. I want to attain the resurrection of the, from the dead. Spiritual growth begins with a desire to grow, a, a want, a longing, a craving to deepen our faith. And, and based on what how The way that Paul puts it here, it doesn't sound wishy-washy to me, right? He doesn't say, I kind of want to know Christ. I maybe want to know Christ. I think maybe I want to, maybe I don't know, right? There's no way this is a kind of want kind of attitude. to, To yearn for an intimate knowledge and relationship. It's so important to have that desire. Why? Because... Well, because it leads to the next step. What do you do when you want something? Well, you either do nothing about it, or you, you do something about it. That's pretty much your only two choices. You, you're going to do nothing, or I'm going to do something, which moves to our, our next thing, because our, our desire drives us. And that motivates us to move to our next component of growth, which is decision. Growing spiritually comes from a decision. Why? Because it's it's the, I'm going to do something about this part. It's a decision that's followed by action. You have to have a desire to do something, but if there's there's no decision to act on it, well, it, it just remains an unfulfilled desire. Growing spiritually comes from a decision, but it also... It also comes from one that you make daily. We go back to our verse. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. The, the phrases press on and, and straining toward imply that this is not a one and done kind of thing this is not something you do once and good i've got it check that off my list right this is a recurring thing this is a daily decision and it should be noted that that paul even describes himself as one who has not yet taken hold of it paul this is paul who studies scripture his entire life who can have all these debates this is paul who's been planting churches all over everywhere he goes this is this is the same Paul. Now I I don't know if that encourages you or discourages you, but but it should remind you that just like you've probably heard your entire life that the Christian walk, the Christian walk is not a sprint, it's a what? Marathon. It's a marathon. It's a process of growth. It is not instantaneous perfection. That was a test to see if you were awake or not, by the way. The growth we want is, is an intentional process and, and resolution to develop your relationship with God. And it's the same as any other relationship that we want to have, that we want to develop. You can't just ignore a friendship or a partnership for months and months and months and then wake up one morning and logically think, huh, I wonder why we're not as close anymore. But logically, that doesn't make any sense. You know, you got with, with friendships and marriages and partnerships and colleagues and teammates and crew members and what else is there? Um, biker gangs, biker gangs, they, they, um, all of them, they grow closer when they're spending time together. They, biker gangs probably don't call it quality time, but, but they're spending time together and they're close, they're tight. I've seen some of the shows, they call each other brother, right? So they're they're growing together. Spiritual growth is an intentional process, and it's tested by the decision to keep going, and it's tested by the decisions you make all along the way to follow God with all your heart through the easy times and through the tough times. Do you want to lose weight? Okay, then what's the decision you, what are the decisions you have to make to lose weight? Do you, want to get, do you want to get better at something? I want to get better at, I don't know, d- doing this or that. Okay, what are the decisions you have to make to get better at that thing? Do you want to grow spiritually? Okay, what are the decisions you need to make to grow spiritually? And this is kind of when the hard part comes into play. Because it is easy to have a desire. It's, it's not as easy to make some decisions, but you can make some decisions. But then something, something happens, right? There are the days you don't feel like doing it. The, the joke sometimes around my house is that uh, I'm a, an emotional robot. Like I married well because she, she balances me out and she'll tell me you're not feeling the right way on this. Um, but sometimes I've told her, I'm like, feelings are overrated because sometimes we're swayed by feelings, right? I don't feel like doing, we have days where I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like practicing. I don't feel like getting out of bed or spending that time or reaching out to that friend. They say that, that New Year's resolutions usually have ended by January 31st. So 31 days, and most of them are done. Only 8% of Americans actually make it all the way through the year and complete their resolution. And, and that the, they fail due to sabotage caused by lack of self-discipline you could probably call that something else you could probably call that devotion we're going to go back to our passage again paul says here i press on toward the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenward in christ jesus for all who are mature should take such a view of these things growing spiritually requires devotion devotion to jesus Devotion to the goal of knowing God more and to love Him more, to develop that passion. Now you may have a passion about sports or cars or movies or art or maybe there's a particular movement or or cause that's going on right now, but, but the most important thing that we could ever have a devotion to is our relationship with our God. If you want a plant to grow, you've, you've got to keep feeding it, right? Even the days when it's not convenient. If I want a dog, I've got to keep feeding it. Right? Even the days it's not convenient. If I want to grow spiritually, I've got to keep feeding myself with his word and and quiet time with God and spending time with other believers. And exercising spiritual disciplines like worship and prayer and living out our faith. The scripture that, that Janet read earlier, Second Peter, she had a different version, but we, we saw this one on, on the screen. Make every effort to add your faith goodness and a goodness knowledge and knowledge. Do you see the progression there? It sounds to me that it takes a decision, a desire, a decision, a devotion to do those things, to continue to grow. And verse 8, if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It encourages us to press on. I want to possess those things In increasing amounts, I want to get, I I want to add to my faith, goodness, and I want to have more knowledge and more self-control and more mutual affection and more love. And again, it doesn't sound like that's something I can just check off a list or I've I've reached the top level and I'm done. It sounds like I've got to keep working on it. It takes a desire, a decision, and a devotion. So, graduates, I'm going to talk directly to you. My message to you today is your relationships won't just happen, especially your relationship with God. It's going to take desire and and good decisions and devotion. And to the rest of the church, my message to you this morning is this. Your relationships won't just happen especially your relationship with God. It's going to take a desire and good decisions and devotion. Quite simply, we need to care for our spiritual growth. You need to care for your spiritual growth, as you would a plant or any other relationship that you want to mature and get better and flourish. It's just just too important not to take the steps needed to grow, because it won't happen accidentally. One of the things I mentioned that we can do is, is come together as a body, as a family, right? And at this time, we're about to sing a song, and I, th- I suppose COVID hasn't let us do an invitation song for a while, right? This, this will be an invitation song. As, as a body of, of believers, If there's something that's on your heart that you'd like us to pray for or that have the elders pray for, we want to do that. We want to be there for you. We want to try to help grow spiritually together. So as we sing this next song, keep in mind that we must keep growing and keep pressing on. And if you would like to respond, then we ask you to come down front as we stand and as we sing.